What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This episode of Unreasonable Down is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people in the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. And that's so important, especially in the airport. You got multiple bags, bringing them into the airport. It's nice to have that hookup system to put the small bag with the big bag so you're not flailing around. You have your hands ready to go. DB is making it happen. And I'm teaming up with DB to exclusively offer my listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10, P-O-D-1-0, or going to the link in my show notes. DB! It's time to move on. Time to get going. I'm not going to raise my voice. Yes! I'm really good at basketball for a puppet. What just happened? I drink your milkshake. What's up with those shorts? It's either super good or super bad. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello from the Dyer Prime Studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Preseason episode two. With Christine Butterfield, it's preview time. Done all of the player profiles. Cleaned the, <laughs> cleaned the player profile garage out last week. And now let's talk about the Big 12 Conference. What is it looking like? Who's going to win it? Who's going to be in dead last? All of the important questions. Christine Butterfield joins the show to answer those questions. She hosts a Big 12 basketball podcast on the 1012 Network. It's called Midwest Madness. Here's my interview with Christine. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor for Unreasonable Doubt. The full name of the company is Dyer Prime Creative Group. You know what one of those words means? Creative? Think about like think about people in your life that you would consider creative. It stands out, right? Some people are creative, some people less creative. We're all capable of creativity. Some excel more than others. And I would argue that Dyer Prime Creative Group excels at being creative. Coming up with custom designs, putting them on t-shirts, sweatshirts, embroidering them. You get the picture. Call or text them to find out more how Dyer Prime can be creative for you. 304-767-4445. Find them on the web at DyerPrime.com, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. 
All right, Christine Butterfield, welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Thank you for having me. Super excited to be talking basketball, even at this time of year. Everyone thinks I'm crazy, but I'm glad to be here and to find someone almost as crazy as I am, I think. Yeah, and we'll, you know, we won't do a crazy contest, but it's here. We're in the preseason, and it's time to start talking basketball. You have to have football to get the basketball. So we're almost here, and let's get started. You do a Big 12 podcast, so that's why I have you on. And let's start with Baylor. You got to start with Baylor, reigning national champions, right? But they lost mm -hmm. a lot of guys to the NBA. They lost Mark Vidal to the NFL, uh, but right. they still got a lot of guys back. How do you think Baylor will follow up their championship run? You know, it's an interesting question, and first of all, I just need to talk about Mark Vidal going to the NFL. <laughs> I think that this is insane. I remember I saw the notification on my phone, and I and I just read the name, and I was like, this can't be the Mark Vidal from Baylor. This has to be some kid out of some rando college that I do not know. And I see the picture, I'm like, no, that for sure is the Mark Vidal. And you talk about an amazing athlete, like just being able to casually then go into the NFL and be like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm gonna do just fine with the Chiefs. That's, you know, pretty insane. But I mean, that just goes to show the strength of the athletes that the Big 12 is able to recruit. Right. Baylor though, I feel like every national title holding team has this, big target on their back every single year after they win the title, right? Because everyone is gunning for them. Everyone is saying like, oh, they were so amazing last year. Do you remember when this player played? Do you remember when Jared Butler did this? Right. Or Davion Mitchell did this? And you're like, okay, but they're, but they're not here. That's, this is a different team now. And I think that's exactly what we're going to experience. This isn't going to be the same Baylor team that people saw going through the tournament last season. It's still going to be a strong Baylor team. I just don't think that they're going to go all the way again like they did last season, but that's no um, criticism of Scott Drew. He just lost a lot of talented players. Um, he does have Adam Flagler, Flagler and Matthew, yeah. yeah, Flagler and Matthew Mayer on the bench coming back this season. He's bringing in five star Kendall Brown, so I think that he's going to have a pretty solid starting five. Although, again, I I think it's one of those things where you're just going to have to see him rebuild their chemistry in the non-conference schedule and then see how that translates when they get to big 12 play sure and i'm predicting more amoeba zone whatever scott drew does that he didn't have to do last year i think he's going to break that back out this year um and so if baylor takes a step back then you then you think about the team that took a step back last year that never takes a step back talking about kansas of they're course, bringing, yeah. They're bringing everyone back minus marcus garrett and they they still may find a way to bring marcus garrett back and then they added some great transfers, Remy Martin, one of them. Is there yes. any way, Christine, that Kansas do not get back to their old ways of winning the Big 12 regular season? I'm not quite sure. I never know with the Big 12 at this point. If you asked me that question three years ago, I would have obviously said, oh, well, Kansas runs this Big 12. Are you kidding me? But you're looking at one of the most balanced basketball conferences in this nation, I think, and in a conference setting where anything can happen. You see teams losing to each other all the time, and you almost never know where to rank them by the end of the season because their schedule or their records look so similar. So I wouldn't be surprised if 
Kansas loses a few close games here and there, and then it ends up kind of costing them the conference title in the end. But like you said, they're bringing in Remy Martin, which is such a huge get for Bill Self. It just shows that he's able to still recruit in the transfer portal and use that to his advantage. And then they're bringing in point guard Bobby Pettiford and Drake transfer, also Joseph Yesful. So I think there's a lot to look forward to with this Kansas team. And I know that you have Bryce Thompson leaving, but I do think that this is still going to be a competitive team. You have David McCormick coming back. You have Abadji coming back. You have Chris Brown, who was a sharpshooter last season. I only see that improving in the upcoming season for them. And I was talking, <laughs> this is going to sound so random. I was talking about this with my mom, actually. And um, Abadji coming back, I think, is going to be really strong for Kansas because I think that he's really trying to make that transition into the NBA. And he wasn't able to show enough last season to look like a top recruit to, you know, get in that top 25, get in the top 50. And I think he's really trying to make that, um, you know, just that conversation grow more this season. And I think he's going to use this Kansas season to do just that. And so I think you're going to see a lot of great things from him. So... They are being primed to be the best team in the conference this season, but like I said, anything can happen once conference play starts. I agree that anything can happen. I also, with West Virginia's experience in the Big 12, is that it's Kansas's league, and, and you know this too, mm-hmm. but like, again, anything can happen. And speaking of anything can happen, tons have happened in the offseason, right? We've got so many transfers across all 10 teams. We've got four teams with new coaches, Texas, (laughs) Texas Tech, Iowa State, Oklahoma. Which coach of those four teams, Christine, do you have having the best first season with their new team? I feel like Texas is such a cheat. You know, like it's not really a new team. And also Mark Adams at Texas Tech also isn't really a new team since he's been the assistant there. So – Chris Beard and I think Mark Adams are coming into this season with a little bit of advantage as opposed to the new Iowa State's or Iowa State's new head coach and as well as Porter Moser at Oklahoma. Because Mark Adams has been coaching these players, he did bring in some new transfers that he's going to have to make sure that they understand the chemistry. And he has a lot of players returning that he can also build that team around. You go to Chris Beard at Texas, yes, he still has a lot of Shaka Smart's roster, but you're in freaking Texas. And he, <laughs> right. like, like you know, you're getting the best of the best because you have that pipeline there at Texas. Everyone wants to play there. And he, I mean, you talk about a coach that worked hard in the offseason to go through the transfer portal. I mean, Chris Beard literally made the moneyest of moves. He literally got, like, Vanderbilt player Dylan Dizu. He got Jalen Tyson, who was a top 30 recruit. He got Christian Bishop from Creighton. And then he got Devin Askew, who was a former point guard for Kentucky. He's getting really, really strong guys. And so it's kind of slightly unfair, I think, to just give this overarching view of, oh, who's going to do the best? Because you look at each coach, and they're in entirely different situations. Porter Moser even quoted that he doesn't feel like this team is going through a, quote, rebuild, even though he brings in, you know, a ton of different transfers. So obviously he wants to have some different kind of a team. Right. So um, it's just a really interesting conversation. And each coach is in different places with their team. So I can't really say who's going to do the best under year one because some coaches have advantages that other coaches don't. I think you're just going to see 
what's interesting, or I'm sorry, this is such a roundabout way of answering this question, but what's going to be interesting to me is seeing what coach is going to have the most success implementing their style of basketball this season with the roster that they've been given slash the roster they were able to build in the offseason with such little time. And I think you're probably going to either see that with Chris Beard because of the advantage of being at Texas or Porter Moser having this, you know, kind of revitalized branding of Oklahoma basketball and bringing in such talented transfers to his team. So I think that those are probably going to be the two coaches to look out for this season, but that is not a criticism at all of Mark Adams. I think he's going to do good things with Texas Tech too. Yeah, I think with Texas, when you think about, I mean, established coach, right, and all the new transfers, but you also have Jones, you know, experienced longtime guards that makes it much easier in a transition when you're implementing your new system. Um, and that's what that's Chris Beard's move, right? Like he's he's always active in the transfer market. He will mm -hmm. he always was like that at Texas Tech. So I think he's got the best track record of of doing this before and being able to be successful. So uh, it's going to be interesting. And the Iowa State coach, you're right. He's not in the same situation as the other three, but it can only go up from last year, right? If you don't win a conference yeah. game, then the expectations right. are properly set to where you can improve because if you win one game, you're better than last year, right? With low expectations come high results. There you go. I love low expectations, high results. Uh, speaking of which, and this is my sleeper team in the conference, on paper, you say Oklahoma State, uh, they lose the number one NBA draft pick. And yet, you look at the roster, the Boone brothers are still there. Uh, Anderson, who really killed uh, WVU last year, and uh, likely still there. And mm -hmm. I really think there's a Ewing theory potential for this Oklahoma State team to actually be better this year than they were last season. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not. You're not. That's crazy. Well, because it's like, you know, everyone, whenever they have such a star like Kate Cunningham, we saw this with Oklahoma and Trey Young, they lean way too heavily on these five-star recruits that can do it all. And the reason for them being able to do it all is because everyone's forcing them to do it all. Like, right. like they're not involved in building a team chemistry type of basketball. So whenever you don't have the, I don't want to say crutch, obviously, because you don't want to call such an amazing player like Kate Cunningham, number one player in the overall draft, a crutch. But you look at, you know, just being able to lean heavily on a player, that's going to take away from the overall build of your team. So with him gone, it's really giving Oklahoma State a chance to build that team chemistry, to be able to create more together, to be able to move better on defense and not just go to one player all the time to make sure that they can make something happen and make sure they have a last-minute shot. And you mentioned Isaac Likely. He's such a seasoned vet for this team. And frankly, I so I talked about this in my podcast, March of Madness, with Hallie Hart, who is covering the team right now. And uh, we both thought that Isaac Likely was kind of seen as underrated last season because all the conversation was surrounding around Cade Cunningham for obvious reasons. But you see someone as good of, as a role player as Isaac Likely was, and whenever he would get turned on, the whole team would just follow his lead, and it was so fun to watch. And you mentioned it, like they do have a lot of other good transfers coming in the team this season. So there's a lot to look forward to this Oklahoma State team. I believe I – this is like one of my biggest pet peeves when people send out like – 
like, this is a random rant by me, so um, I'm so sorry that you fell into this with this question. My, my random rant is I get so irritated when people make their way too early top 25s. Like, it was an hour after Baylor had won the national championship, I get a notification from ESPN that's like, here's your way too early top 25 predictions. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's your way, 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 way too early. I don't even want to look at this tonight. Are you kidding me? They can't even enjoy their win. So anyways, that being said, I'm paying attention to them now because I believe that we actually do have the somewhat a better information of being able to track what teams preseason are looking like they're going to do the best and Oklahoma State has been ranked in the top 25 I think they're ranked like 23 or 22 right now heading into the season so that goes to show you that you shouldn't underrate this team and you shouldn't underrate what Mike Boynton's going to be able to do right and and WVU fans uh very familiar with Likely's work he's he's really killed the Mountaineers I talked about Anderson especially in the Big 12 tournament so uh I think there's a chance they're going to be picked in the bottom half uh, and no disrespect to Oklahoma state. It's a strong league, but I, I could see them top four, top three based on yeah. what they have coming back. Um, yeah. And I have a bias there because Boynton's had Huggins number uh, the last few years. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking based on my scars. So, um, so let's talk about it. We'll, you know, it's, it's preseason, before you know, we'll have Big 12 Media Day. The coaches will rank the 10 teams. So let's predict. Let's guess the Big 12 preseason rank. Who do you think is going to be picked first by the coaches? Hmm. Okay. I, I have a feeling that they might be slightly petty about Chris Beard, so I don't believe that Texas will be ranked number one. I... I don't know how they feel about Scott Drew's team heading into this season, if they think that he's lost too many players to the NBA or if they think he can do it again. Because a lot of times, you know, like Gonzaga right now, they're ranked number one heading into pre the non-conference schedule. So, <laughs> like, they're probably going to be the same. But you look at Baylor and they won the national title and they're looking like they're going to be ranked second in the conference. So... I don't know where the coaches' heads are at. I would I would assume that Kansas might take this one just based on the fact that they got such an amazing transfer in Remy Martin. They were able to replace a lot of – I mean, like, they only really lost Marcus Garrett, like you said. So I think they might take number one. And then, you know, Baylor at number two. I think they'll get uh, Texas at number three. I agree. And, I, I think it's going to be Kansas just because of what they – they just – you look across the board as far as all the – the turnover a Baylor with a lot of guys out and Kansas, yeah. you just have the one guy and he was a really important part of a successful team, but just another year for all the guys, no new coach. Like it's, it seems mm -hmm. like it's, but I don't think it's going to be uh, unanimous. I think we'll get a, right. a, a Baylor vote, a, uh, a Texas vote while it might not be, um everybody but yeah well, it's not I, like bill self can vote for his own school right so that's I guess right he would so have to you can't so you're right uh, that's that's dumb of me yeah it's, it's never <laughs> it's never uh unanimous <laughs> so you got me on that um who do you think is going to be last oh sheesh 
I mean, money's on Iowa State, low key, right? You have a whole, you have a new head coach. They didn't win. They didn't win last season, so it's just the easy scapegoat, I would imagine. If I mean, like, I can only think of maybe Kansas State being there either, but I, I would. I would have TCU as a as you a have TCU. I just don't know. As a dark horse to win the as, last place in this conference, <laughs> like I don't know what you win by that, other than. You can only do better than that when you actually play games. But if it's not Iowa State, which I agree is the easy choice, I, TCU, I just don't see uh, what they've – I just need to see what they have. And mm-hmm. I think Kansas State's going to be – they probably will be picked ninth. But I don't – I think they're better than ninth. I think they're going to be better. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I don't have anything to base that on other than uh, Bruce Weber, you know, the infrastructure. So um, – so this is a WVU podcast, Christine. So let's of course. guess where do you think the coaches are going to put WVU in the Big Twelve preseason rankings? Oh, Bob, Bob Huggins. Where where his, will his team lie? Um, I I see him. I see him being ranked maybe six. six. I see the team being ranked six. I think. I've got him at fifth, and I and and I think well, that's, that's low-key a homer, but that's okay. I was I was thinking five or six, but, but here's why I was going five is because the the coaches really respect Huggins, and in years right, where they yeah. haven't been great, the the uh, the preseason ranking West Virginia gets like a Huggins bump of like, well, it's Coach Huggins. Uh, so I think six is probably right, but I'm gonna guess fifth because of the not my bias. I do have bias, but the the Big 12 coaches bias, but we've got we've got four new guys, so maybe they won't give them the Huggins bump. But middle no, of the pack, right? No, you know what's crazy? Right? No, you know what's crazy? I was like thinking about that in my head before I said six because I, I I initially thought five because I was thinking I was like, oh well, you know, Bob Huggins tends to get a little bit better of a vote because of the deep respect for him. Obviously, right? I mean, he's one of the toughest teams year in and year out to play based on the defense alone. So I was like slightly thinking fifth, but then I thought, uh, I don't know. I think I think that you know eventually they'll actually fall down to six. So let me let me be a little bit safer. Okay, fair enough. And then final question: you you mentioned your podcast Midwest Madness, uh, with the additions of Central Florida and BYU in the near future. I've got an idea for maybe a, a change to the podcast name. What about Three Time Zone Madness? What do you think? Oh my gosh. Yes, I'm slightly <laughs> stressed about it. I am slightly stressed about it. Well, first of all, we launched it when the whole, like, of course, when right. everything was going down because this has been, sure. like, you know, this had been planned for months <laughs> beforehand. Right. And then it was, like, a week before we were about to announce that all this news drops. And so we're talking in our group chat and we're like, uh, <laughs> are we still doing this? Right, sure. <laughs> and, um, and I, and, so for me, I think I, I remember that, like I said this, I don't know if it was on mine or on one of the other network podcasts, but I was like, listen, no matter what happens, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. So we're just going to ride this out. <laughs> Let's see what while happens. we still got it. That's right. right. So I am slightly stressed about the name now that we're expanding the conference to two different coasts. And I, well, I, I say two different coasts, but West Virginia isn't really in the Midwest either. Um, yeah, but where so, are we though? Like, you know, are we, we're yeah, not, we're northeast. not Southern. We're not, we kind of claim Northeast. I feel like we're, you claim Northeast. I think we claim Northeast, but like we're, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know where we're at, and I've been here all my life, so I don't know what we claim. Mm. Well, <laughs> but Utah I'm... does not claim Midwest, so that that's going to be uh, that'll be interesting. Cincinnati can claim Midwest, right? So that's one addition in the Midwest. So yeah, and Houston. I mean, like if you're gonna if you're gonna say that TCU is in the Midwest, <laughs> then sure, Houston is still in the Midwest. So it's like. Okay, what else are we doing here? No. I really have... I don't know if I'm going to change the name of the don't podcast. Don't change it, Christine. I'm being silly. I'm just... It's oh, okay. A, it's a... Well, but you, but the expansion of, like... I'm joking. Like, let's just get Hawaii. If we're going to expand the whole... That's what I'm saying. Okay, they go, did this all right. wrong. <laughs> I mean, the only team... The only team they really got right was UCF, because you can go party in Orlando all you want. Everybody's like, on board, right. Everyone's on board. Why are we adding BYU? Like, no one needs to go to Utah. I'm sorry. I've heard it's beautiful, but like, no one's partying there. And so, frankly, I'm like, we couldn't have, we couldn't have added an Arizona. We couldn't have added a Hawaii. We couldn't have added a uh, a New York. T- whatever. I don't know. But like, uh, oh, and I was so sad about Memphis. My hopes were up, man. Honestly. Right. Honestly, my heart goes out to Memphis. R.I.P. in peace. That would have been great. That would have been great. Well, Christine, it's it's here. It do not be ashamed to represent basketball season. And thank you again for joining me on Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I will come on anytime to talk Big Twelve. I'm always around. Thank you. Unreasonable Doubt is on the social media. On Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WV. On Twitter at I'm Josh Witt. On Facebook, go to that search bar thing and type in Unreasonable Doubt. Do it! Interact with the show. Big thanks to Christine for joining the show. You can find Christine on Twitter at CB on sports. You can find the podcast, Twitter feed Midwest madness at MW underscore madness, big 12 and listen to Midwest madness, wherever you get this podcast. That's it for this episode of unreasonable doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one Apple podcast, Spotify, Amazon podcast, subscribe if there's not a subscribe button there's a follow button hit one of those buttons that helps the podcast until next time i'm josh witt this has been unreasonable doubt wvu for the 2021 2022 season they're zero and zero what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.